0: Hey, it's Brad Biley, and welcome back to another episode of Take the Stage. This week, I'm joined by Rachel Arnold, Vice President of Customer Experience with Staffing Referrals. Friends, if you've ever thought about deploying a referral program for your staffing agency, this is the episode for you. On this episode of Take the Stage, we break down why you should have a referral program, how to get started, how to figure out if your staffing firm is even referable in the first place. And Rachel gives you a pro tip on why individuals refer staffing agencies in the first place. Here's a hint for you. It's not about the money. Join me and Rachel Arnold as we take the stage. Rachel, let's get right to it. Is there value in a referral program?
1: For sure. Right. I think anybody that you talk to that's in staffing, um, they're gonna probably say, "Yeah, referrals is one of our top lead sources." I, what I'm finding a lot too is, but nobody knows like actual data. Um, but totally, right? I mean, think about referrals like in general. Whenever the last time you had a good experience somewhere, you were probably likely referred to that experience. Um, Referral candidates actually are faster to be placed because there's rapport already built. So yeah, I'm just going to like short answer that because I'm sure we're going to get into a lot of other parts of it. <laughs> but, yeah, there's definitely value in referral programs.
0: Yeah. And the reason I ask is I I feel like in the calls that I'm a part of, time after time, it's, oh, well, we need to spend more money into one of these big job boards, or we need to spend more money generating applications on this front. and. I don't hear a lot about, and why I wanted to have you on the show, I don't hear a lot about referral programs. And I know there's value in them. You know there's value in it. But I want to just have that conversation, right? And in thinking about driving candidates and thinking about driving referrals, I don't think there's a better way, right? You know from your own experience, if you want to go out for a steak dinner later, you're going to look for referrals. You're going to look for recommendations. Why are we not doing that more as it relates to staffing and recruiting?
1: It's like, mind-blowing honestly to me I think that I mean I'm grateful for my experience being in in, like the agency side of things because like I know how impactful it can be because on this side like being now on the software side yeah I think like it doesn't maybe it doesn't seem like the easiest people know that they get referrals but they're they don't look at the anecdotal data and then what they know is like oh everyone uses Indeed or everyone does this or whatever and so and the answer to that is to spend more money on Indeed, right? If you need um, to get more candidates. So I think that the conversation, maybe people just don't know how to have it, or they don't even know where to start if they don't have a referral program or they have one. And I think this happens a lot in staffing. It's like, well, you know, it's not broken, so I don't need to fix it. But could it be better? 100%, right? Like spend less money, put the money back into your talent. Makes sense to me.
0: <laughs> a phrase that I've been saying a lot over here is checkbox marketing. And I think in this case, is, it's a lot of a checkbox type of program, right? Do you have a referral program? Yes. Is it generating candidates for you? Maybe. <laughs> and it's a, it's, it's a checkbox. Yes, we have one. We give away a $50 gift card. Maybe we do this, we do that. And we're going to get into that in a little bit here. But it, in a lot of ways, I feel like it is a checkbox type of Program or initiative, so I want to ask you this: Why aren't staffing firms getting enough employee referrals?
1: Yeah, I love that you're asking me this. Um, I think they don't know what to do, right? They don't know how to even start um, to structure it, and, and it it boils down to um, culture, and it's a cultural thing. Um, to your point, I haven't ever thought about it like that, but you're right. It is like a checkbox. They're like, Oh, I have it. Cool. I can, I'm doing the same thing that my competitor is doing. So I had this referral program and it is what it is. I, I actually just got off the phone with a new customer and um, their way of running their referral program. And this happens a lot is somebody calls in and they're mad that they didn't get paid out. And so they pay them out and that's their referral program. And I'm like, yeah, like I remember those days, but I don't think that anyone knows where to start, right? You have a referral program, you know that it is providing value and um, you
0: don't know what else to do. So where should they get started? Walk us through that.
1: Yeah. So from having uh, been on the agency side and starting the referral program from our agency and then coming onto the software side and helping launch hundreds of successful referral programs, what we found was there was a lot of time spent like, consulting about referral programs in general and how to have that culture. And so um, we developed this referral culture consulting component, which is where you and I met uh, at a conference when we were talking about it. And what you have to start looking at is like, what are you currently doing? Right. Like what is, what is your referral program right now? And there, we have a whole framework where it's like culture process, and your program. Like those are the three components of referrals. And then you ask yourself, are you referable? I mean, it's it's really like, sounds simple, right? When you say it like that, but like, are you referable? What are people saying about you? What's coming in right now?
0: Let's, let's start on the, are you referable wave? And then maybe we go back to culture process program. Are you referable? That has to be a question that is asked across the board. And I think there might be two, maybe even three layers to that. One is the organization referable. Do you want, to refer Brad staffing firm? Two, do you want to refer the recruiter who would potentially work with you at Brad's staffing firm? I think there's a layer there as well. But are you referable? If we think about any sort of referral program, if you have an absolutely lousy cheeseburger, you're not going to refer that restaurant to your friend. right? And it's like that one experience ruins the entire restaurant. And I think in a lot of ways, it's the exact same thing. One bad experience with Rachel, the recruiter, ruins the opportunity for a referral at the entire organization. So you you have to win the small game and the large game, but are you referable? Uh, I mean, that is the primary question.
1: Yeah. And like, where do you get started? Like, how do you even figure that out? Right. And when you're sitting back as an agency, you're like, are we referable? What do you do? If you want to go have a cheeseburger if, and I'm like, I am craving a cheeseburger I want to have the best one. I'm going to indulge. right? I don't eat gluten or dairy. So this is going to be a big deal. I'm going to go to Google and I'm going to look up the best cheeseburger. And what am I going to find? Reviews. And so when you're looking at your agency as am I referable, you need to look at your reviews. What are people saying about you? What are they saying about the experience with you as a company? What are they saying about your experience with recruiters? And if you don't have any reviews, then that's where you start. That's how you start to build your referral program is that that's the very first thing that you need to do. Figure out your NPS, figure out how to get reviews and surveys into your candidates' hands, into your clients' hands and see what the you know word is on the street about your agency, about your team. And that's going to give you some insight as to if you are referable, coaching opportunities with your team um, and then praising your team, right? Because you're probably doing some amazing things out there. Surely they are. And it feels good to be recognized for that.
0: I can't speak more highly of online reviews. I've talked about on Take the Stage before. Matt and I have talked about it on on Insights before, our other podcast here at Haley. The data point that I consistently fall back to is 96% of people are going to look at online online reviews to discredit a brand or a product. They're not going to reaffirm their beliefs. They're going to figure out all the reasons why they shouldn't work with you. So, and, and friends, we do this when we're looking for a new shirt, we're looking for a plumber, whatever. You're going to find that one or two reasons why I should not work with them, right? In in our hearts, we trust people, right? We want to work with good people and we want to believe that Brad Staffing Firm is, is a reputable organization. I'm going to look at those reviews. 96% of people are going to find out why they shouldn't work with me. So to Rachel's point, if you don't have reviews or your negatives are outweighing your benefits, that's why you're missing out on business. And then, well, then you're not referable, right? Right, exactly. So let's go back to the culture process and the program side of things. Talk to me about why culture matters.
1: But people, why they refer friends, families, colleagues to a situation, a, a Brad agency is because they're having an experience and they want their network to have this same experience, right? And so- Experiences are a cultural situation, and it it your culture within your organization. It sets the tone for everything that's going to happen after that. It sets the tone for how you're acting as a leader, how your team is reacting to you, and how they'll take on the challenges and then the praise and the hard times. <laughs> but then they carry that down to the candidates and the talent and the potential um, candidates. And I think in the world of like the remote side of things that we have now, it's harder, right? Building culture remotely is a little bit harder now than it was when you were sitting in an office with people and you could rah, rah around each other. Um, but consistently what we find and what I have found just from networking and being friends with so many people in the industry is that you're fastest growing, you're um, you know, top agencies they're winning all these type of awards. And when you talk to the different internal team members or their candidates, it's they feel like they're part of something. They feel like that they're part of this bigger family. They they feel like they're making a difference, right? And that's your culture. And so if you're like, That type of culture within your organization, people want to be a part of that, right? And so that's when you become referable and that's where it starts, right? Are you referable, figure that out and then have that culture component, you probably, you know, Brad agency, you started the agency because you were passionate about something. And so sometimes you got to go back to that, like, what did I start this for? (laughs) And then coming back to those basics about like what what it is that you're doing and making sure that your team knows that um and it starts from the top down so culture is side to side left to right all over making sure your team feels your culture
0: yeah so we're a remote team at haley and i think what i've learned in gosh probably it's almost four years now um is you have to be incredibly intentional with building a culture when you're remote Right? It's super easy just to sit here in a home office or at a coffee shop or whatever it might be, do your work, close your laptop and be done until you open your laptop again or you open up your phone and, and check some email that way. But you actually have to be intentional in saying, hey, I'm going to call somebody or I'm going to Slack somebody or I'm going to have a coffee over Zoom with somebody and be so intentional with it. But that could be a whole separate episode of, of Take the Stage. But I think you're exactly right. If your culture is passionate about your North Star and about your vision and you can feel that, well then Rachel, to your point, then you become referable because the individuals that interact with that organization want others to feel that. Um, and, and the example that I might paint here to kind of paint the parallel to staffing and recruiting is like Disney World, right? Everybody wants to tell others about their experience there because there's rarely a bad experience when you're at Disney World, right? And, and sure, it's the happiest place in the world. So I get it. It's not a staffing firm. But when you think about it, that is why people refer it. That's why they keep talking about it because the experience is so good that they have to talk about it. So friends, what can you do within your organizations to make sure that the candidate experience is so good that individuals don't want to talk about it, they have to talk about it. So we've talked culture. Rich. let's talk process now. We talk about employee referral programs. How do we put a process in place to, to actually make this happen? You first have to look
1: at what you're currently doing. And uh, with any type of technology or any type, any type of like process improvement situation, you're going to have to like take off the ugly blanket and see like what you're doing that isn't really working. And so from a process perspective, like w- how do you want your referral program to run and who does that affect in your organization and how do you get the buy-in from those people and then set up maybe a more efficient way or set up a training around it um, and make it more streamlined and make it so it's not this uh, something else a recruiter needs to manage, right? Like how do you, how do you make it a process that is folding into the culture and not becoming something that's like, Oh yeah, we have a referral program, but like, all right. Like you don't want it to be like that. You want it to be something people are excited about. I can speak from like my own perspective, like when I was at an agency and I was building a process. And this is what I when I talk to you know leadership teams and they don't have any idea where to start. Um, it's you have to look at who it does touch and it, it's recruiters. It's your talent. And then it's accounting. Usually <laughs> they're involved, right, because they're paying it out or watching uh, what's going on. And just getting those teams in alignment for like what you need and then looking at the pieces. So when I was building it at an agency, it was like, I sat down with the county, I was like, what can you give me? And like, how do I make it easier for these people, which were the recruiters? And, and then we just rolled with it and knowing that you can pivot the process, but don't add more work to someone's plate. Um, and then leadership, like y- it has to be going back to the, it has to be a buy-in, right? Like you can't say, okay, here's the process team, figure it out, right? It has to be something that you keep coming back to that every time you're on a town hall, y'all are talking about referrals, you're celebrating the wins, calling out the recruiters or the staffers that are having a ton of success. um, Because that's part of the process, right? Because it keeps growing. It should become this beautiful domino effect where like you put some parameters around it. You put some momentum around it and it's going to take off because of all the effort that you're doing.
0: Process is critical in my mind. You know, you can, you can work to have a strong culture, but if you don't have the process in place to make it work, I don't think you set yourself up for success from, from square one. And, and I'm sure you see this quite a bit. And that's probably why I don't hear about them quite a bit is because the process isn't built for success. So people stop doing it or it's an afterthought. We post another job to Indeed because we get applications this way. It's not in our system, in our day-to-day where this is what we do. But, but Rachel, to your point, you, you said it at the beginning of the show, and, and I'll say it again, referrals are so easy to actually put to work because it's it's somebody basically hand-holding a strong applicant saying, listen, this is my friend. You know me already. They want to do the same thing. Let's get to work. It's just so much easier and so much more efficient if we have the process in place to be successful with it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I get so passionate about it because I remember being a recruiter and, and I talked to recruiters and I love hearing the passion in their voice too. But like it, when you think about talking to that referral, right, they're fired up. They've, been, they've heard about you. They've heard about the company. They're excited. They're everything that you tell them that they need to do. They're like on it really fast the rapport is already built with the referral. You don't have to start from scratch. We're this, 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 and this. Um, You know, it's already there. And this person, whoever referred them to you, trusts that you are going to then, you know, deliver the same experience that they just had. So from the process perspective, like internally, I think a lot of times people get hung up on like how are we going to run the referral program, but it doesn't stop there. It's like how are you going to treat referrals to make sure that they stay a priority because you cannot drop the ball there. If you drop the ball when you get a referral, that's so cringy to
0: me. But what do you recommend there then? So let's say I bring in my best friend and yeah, I'm going to refer I'm going to refer Pat to you. How do you recommend that agencies? keep that individual in the loop and keep both of us in the loop? What, what do you recommend as a best case scenario as a as process goes?
1: Yeah, but I think from a management perspective, uh, setting really attainable accountability components for your team. So if Pat gets referred to me, whether she's like, or she's physically brought to me, I'm treating that person with a really fast sense of urgency. If it's remote, like I, there has to be some type of parameters. And like, if I get Pat, like, how quickly am I reaching out? And what is that experience like? Like, I mean, I come from director of recruiting world, like you might have to give scripts to some people and tell them exactly what they need to do. And that's okay. Like just give them the foundation so that they're set up for success. So I think the sense of urgency around what you do with referrals as they're coming in is critical. And then maybe developing some KPIs around it, right? Most recruiters are incredibly talented at building relationships, right? Leverage that. This is the perfect opportunity to let them shine, build your relationships. And then the person that's referring them, I mean, we hear a lot all the time in staffing about trust and transparency. So it's really it's really important that you keep them up to date on what's going on without them having to call you. So using some type of marketing automation or some type of dashboard perspective, or just mention it to them the next time, you know, if you brought Pat to me and you're on assignment with me, the next time we chat, we're going to talk about Pat. And I'm going to tell you what's going on good or bad. Like, right. Oh, you know, I couldn't put Pat to work because right now we really need whatever that is. Or I wanted to tell you, Pat is having a great time. And like, keep you engaged right
0: it spreads that. yeah
1: absolutely and then you feel like you're part of it you made a difference and uh the monetary value you know there are like best practices on what you should be offering for referrals but that's on the lower end of the totem pole about why people refer they refer because like of the experiences so you want to keep that going so managers it's holding your team accountable creating some type of kpis around it and then having some type of structure around how you're handling the person that's referring them, because that's really that moment where you can keep leveraging that. I've had recruiters that have worked for me specifically that when we would get this like wacky order and we didn't know where to start. And of course, checkbox, the easiest option is to go dump more money into a big job board or pull the whole sourcing team to go find it. But we would go to, you know, insert recruiter here, and she would go call her top ambassadors. And we would let that person go on social media and do, do her thing. And that's how we would usually fill the order. So it's like, you know, it, it's a trainable situation. Um, but it really is letting the recruiters do what they're good
0: at. I don't know if you could tell my wheels were turning there for a second, because you mentioned that the financial side of it, the actual... Referral bonus is the bottom of the totem pole, and as you were talking, I was thinking about that because in a lot of ways, and and really shame on shame on me and shame on what I've done in a couple you know marketing programs here. Um, you know, hand up, the marketing messaging has been about the referral bonus. It's been about hey, let's just say a hundred bucks to make it easy, right? Refer your best friend; they they work for a month, you'll get a hundred dollars. And and Rachel, to your point. That's not why people refer anybody to anything and as you were talking I was thinking about it you know there's there's a, a local cleaner here and I'll, I'll tell you a story um, that I refer to everybody right so my uncle passed away uh, a couple years ago now and, and I needed my suit cleaned like tomorrow right and I called a couple places no one could get it done no one could get it done no one could get it done Finally someone said, hey we're here for you I need it here now but I can get it to you by the morning so that you have it in time I will refer. Johnny's Village Cleaner to everybody because of that one experience. And, and honestly, I don't know price. I don't know what I paid for that dry cleaning to have it done overnight. I've never talked price, but I will, for as long as I'm alive, if anybody needs anything clean, tell them to go there because of that one experience. And and you, you kind of stopped me in my tracks there because, and again, shame on me for doing this and not thinking through it the right way. But I myself have put together campaigns of referral bonuses and programs where the monetary value is the first thing we're talking about. Rachel, what is the first thing we should be talking about?
1: I think you should be talking about culture and talking about like what you offer um, and, and letting your people talk for you, right? Like promoting with reviews, promoting with um, a picture of like, you know, those pictures that you see of whether it's family, friends, agency, where you can feel the emotion in the picture, right? If you can go outbound with something like that, I think that's way more impactful than, you know, earn up to whatever the amount is.
0: Right there. Perfect example. Do not use a stock photo for your referral programs, right? So Rachel's saying, have emotion, show individuals who are excited, show your team, show your culture, Friends, the pro tip here as you're listening is if you have a referral program, let's show some real honest people from your office with real honest candidates from your office and have some personality in that imagery.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about what you look at on social media or what stops you, you in your tracks on LinkedIn. And it's like things that either A, relate to you, right? Because it's like whatever it is, industry or your things that you love, but, or something that creates a feeling, right? that's marketing, right? We're trying to create feelings of, of Something. and um, yeah, I mean, t- you're so su- I think the rule of thumb is like you want to compete with agency next door, right? So you have to offer a
0: certain amount. What is the amount
1: yeah, I mean, it, it does vary by vertical. Um I think we have this on it's on staffing Hub, but it's also on the staffing referrals. but it for dual sided, I recommend the dual sided side of things, where there's something in it for both people? Um, we always find that when there's a one-sided bonus for the person that is the, the referrer, um, that's great and all, and that works for sure. But offering something for the person that's being referred kind of like is a little bit of a differentiator and that allows that person to have a little bit more of a buy-in. they get something for just like accepting a job, right, or hitting those qualified hours. And the person that's referring them doesn't feel so like, insurance right? And like, oh, well, I'm referring my friends, but like there's something in it. She gets a job and something else.
0: Okay. So it varies by, by vertical. I get that.
1: It varies. It varies by vertical.
0: Hey, I want to take a short pause to tell you about the smart ideas newsletter from Haley Marketing. You need ideas to help strengthen your staffing company, ideas to boost sales, ideas to help you compete, and you don't have time to waste. With the Smart Ideas newsletter, each Saturday morning, you'll receive one actionable idea, a specific strategy you can immediately put into action to help grow your business. Ready to get started? Visit HaleyMarketing.com to sign up today. All right, let's get back to the show. So, we talked about reasons why somebody would refer. Why don't people refer? They don't know anything about the
1: agency. Or they don't know like so if I, I work for agency blah 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 and broad agency specifically and I just took the job let's say I liked the recruiter I talked to but I don't know a lot about the agency uh, I'm less likely to refer maybe I don't know how There, there's not like an easy process I don't know that there is a referral program Um, so from like a marketing perspective, like this, it's something that should be included passively in almost everything. Like just have it on an email signature, put it on social media, like let it be something that you're making a stance. Like you have a referral program. Um, and then what, from doing surveys last year to different audiences, I think the number one reason people don't refer is because they don't know what to refer. Um, so, you know, if you bring Pat to me, but like, I'm not hiring for what Pat is looking for, that's why I need to have that conversation with you the next time we talk. Cause otherwise you're kind of left in the dark. You don't know what happened. Maybe you feel psychologically like you referred Pat to me and maybe she had a bad experience. And then, so now you're resistant to refer. So keeping you in the loop about what's going on, um, um, because there's a little bit of a risk there, right? You could refer somebody that then has a bad experience. So sometimes that's a little bit at play too. So yeah. It's a couple of different reasons.
0: It's it's interesting and I think really the the primary theme that I'm hearing is just constant communication, having a process in place, having the right culture in place, being referable, but making it so easy for someone who wants to refer to do it, right? And and I think that's critical and I know certainly after this conversation, my wheels are turning in terms of what I can be doing for the the individuals that I speak with on a day-to-day basis. Um, So this was incredibly impactful for me, and I hope it's incredibly impactful for for anyone listening. Rachel, I want to ask you this, and and maybe we use this as our our way out of here. If I don't have an employee referral program, right? Maybe I'm a staffing firm who's been around for 20 years and I've just never thought to do it, or I'm new where's the first place i get started what should i do
1: you should start either looking at your reviews or starting to get reviews that's the first place that you should start because first what you want to know because you don't want to launch spend all this money on a referral program and have it go completely south because you find out later that you know the word on the street is not so great so look at your reviews if you've been around for 20 years surely you have some of them somewhere Um, get more reviews. So use the tools that are available to you, the clearly rated, the great recruiters of the world. And then if you're a new agency, that's perfect, right? Like fold that into what's going on. And then that's where you start. Ask yourself the question, are you referable? And then figure out if you are or not. And then if you find out that you are not, then there's a whole path for that, right? Then you figure out, okay, how do I coach? How do I respond to these negative reviews? Like negative reviews is an opportunity, right? It's not a bad thing. It's an opportunity for you to change what's going on and have a behavioral change. Um, and to show the world that you care that you're getting this negative feedback. Um, and then if you're getting positive reviews, then you can take that, flip it, use it for marketing and go.
0: Rachel, I can't thank you enough for coming on. If if someone wants to learn more about you, they want to learn more about how you can help them, where can they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, you can uh, email me at rachel at staffingreferrals.com or you can just message me on LinkedIn. I'm I go about my LinkedIn. I treat it like almost like the other <laughs> social media platforms. If it has too many notifications, like I can't handle
0: it. We will make sure we link to both in the show notes. Hey, it's Brad again. Before we get to the rapid fire round, I want to tell you about Haley Marketing. Take the Stage is presented by Haley Marketing. At Haley Marketing, we make world class marketing easy, fast, and affordable. Marketing for the staffing industry is all we do. And if you need help with your marketing stack, whether that's a staffing website, digital marketing, branded content, recruitment marketing, or marketing technology, we would love to help. You can visit HaleyMarketing.com to learn more today. All right, let's get to the rapid fire round. Rachel, before we let you go, we got to send you through the rapid fire round that we ask everybody who comes on, take the stage. Are you ready? Born ready. First question, one book that has fundamentally changed your life
1: have a bunch of them. I think when I did my yoga teacher training, the first one, cause I'm also a yoga teacher, uh, the journey home by, and I always butcher his name. So everyone forgive me. It's like Ramaj Swami. I think I maybe said it right. It's a beautiful story about like his journey, uh, to spirituality. And I think that it is pretty relatable and it definitely,
0: it's something that I think about a lot. One 30 minute conversation with anybody living or dead. Who's it going to be?
1: Uh, that changes on a day-to-day basis, I think. <laughs> um, today we'll go with, I think, Maya Angelou. Ooh, good answer. I, I've, I've quoted her a lot in my yoga journey and uh, even in trainings that I've done, probably LinkedIn Lives, <laughs>
0: so. Excellent answer. And last question, one piece of advice that you would give to somebody just starting in the staffing and recruiting industry?
1: Oh, yeah, I remember that day, like it was yesterday, and I didn't know what the difference was between an RN and an LPN, and here I am now. Um network and sponge absorb all of it it you'll never know when that knowledge will come back into play you'll also take what you need in that moment and just store the rest of it like a sponge um (laughs) and then just network right like get to know people see who all you can make friends with and put yourself out there
0: which like i said i can't thank you enough for coming on this episode of take the stage and sharing your insight with us Friends, if you have any questions about starting your own referral program, you know how to get a hold of her. You can reach out on LinkedIn. She said she loves the platform. So make sure you reach out to her. Rachel, thanks so much. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it.
0: All right, take care.